Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Parenting Tools podcast with me, Jason. And me, Jordan. This is the podcast where me and Jason talk about our lives and our adventures. <laughs> adventures? <laughs> it is an adventure. <laughs> As fathers, Jason, <laughs> just as you're about to have a sip of your drink, how are you? I feel like I need to uh, grow a proper beard to be an adventurer. I can't grow a beard. My beard game is weak. <laughs> I'm doing well. Good. Doing good. Has lots of good sleep. Oh, amazing. I'm feeling good. Oh, How James Brown over here. Feel good. <laughs> yeah, all right, you know, I've got a bit of a story, but we'll come on to it. Oh, <laughs> piqued my interest. Honestly. What a palaver I had. John, we've had some messages. We've had some messages from international, international listeners. listeners. Get in. That felt good. <laughs> really good. So I have to preface this with the reality is I'm probably going to get your name wrong. You're enjoying um, the word preface, aren't you? Yes, I am. <laughs> what a find a good word. I stick with it. <laughs> And it's not because it's become a bit. It's because I am really bad at just reading in general. <laughs> Me too. I'm not, I'm not great. <laughs> so we've had a message from Yeva. Yeva. That sounded quite convincing. I'm going to stick there. Yeah. Yeva. It, it looked, I thought it was an L to begin with, <laughs> but it's actually an I. I-E-V-A. Again, yeah. sorry if I butchered your name. <laughs> it says, hello, listening to the pod now. <clears throat> <laughs> start again <laughs> hello listening to the pod now you do have another international listener here with a little uh, wave emoji I'm from Latvia but live in Norway Amazing. so you get two in one no kiddos yet but working on it found you guys on TikTok and I've been listening for weeks now really enjoying it and I do agree that the laughter is infectious 
there's also another message from the same person it says just came through the realization that very possibly you guys will mispronounce my name <laughs> can't wait to hear it how you guys go about it oh amazing that's a lovely message that's amazing that's a really nice message from latvia living in norway wow you ever been to latvia or norway no parenting tools pod tour oh yeah game on been to, to our two listeners there been to iceland so i've been to scandinavia norway's in scandinavia isn't it honestly mate i don't know my <laughs> <laughs> geography is as bad as my spelling oh amazing we've had another message from another international listener let's see if i can get this name right matt <laughs> matt so matt says hey guys love the pod randomly found you on tiktok another one found us on tiktok come on can't get enough listening now from new york We've made it. NYC, baby. Big time. <laughs> You've definitely gone global. I'm 30 and my wife and I don't have any kids yet, but they are starting to creep in from all sides with siblings and friends, <laughs> either having babies or telling us that they are expecting. We are planning to start trying in about a year or so, and your podcast both cracks me up and horrifies me of what's ahead. It should. <laughs> <laughs> Keep being real because it's great to hear your perspectives. Oh, what a message from Matt. Thank you, Matt. New York. <laughs> How have they said kids are just creeping in from all sides? Just cropping up everywhere. And when you have kids, that doesn't change. <laughs> they just appear. Yeah. I love that phase of life where you like, or you, your friends start getting engaged. And then there's like a year or two where you just go to weddings every just constantly. And then everyone starts having babies. <laughs> it is. It's, it's When you've got a group of friends, it's always the, the kind of, you're thinking, who's going to be the first to go? <laughs> yeah. And then that's nice because you can all have your kids together. and Yeah. And what we found is that when you're not the first, you then suddenly realize how good the other parents were coping. <laughs> Yeah. It's like, how did you do this with kids? Yeah. Like, you never told us how difficult it would be. Yeah. Now, that is really, that's a lovely stage of life. I remember that. That's that's quality. Well, Matt said there, um, it cracks me up and horrifies me. And we put out a message on Instagram a few weeks ago, a story saying, nothing can prepare you for dot, dot, dot. Yes. We had some really good messages coming. So off the top of my head, the ones I can remember that stuck out, crumbs everywhere crumbs everywhere like on the sofa in the car car seats are the Just, worst oh, so crumbs many, everywhere so many crumbs we had another one that said the amount of wet wipes you get through <laughs> i i don't think i ever purchased wet wipes before being a parent it's one of the best things about having kids. One of the like unspoken, <laughs> underrated perks. Is They're just everywhere, in every got, room. Always got a wet wipe. Always within two meters of a wet wipe. Yeah. <laughs> was it? Something on me there, got a wet wipe. Saw that right And out. you do use so many that you just buy them in bulk. Yeah, do you buy boxes? Well, in Aldi, they've got the little single yeah. ones and they're always full. No, yeah. one's, no one's taking from that pile. The boxes are always empty. <laughs> the boxes. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> we had another one that said, um, just like never having a day off. Yeah. Oh, the reality of that is just kicking in. <laughs> never having any time to yourself. A similar note, um, the stress. No one can, nothing can prepare you for the stress or the yeah. responsibility. Yeah. The responsibility of having kids is one of those things that you cannot put into words. Anyone that's expecting it, there is nothing you can say for the realisation to hit that you are in charge of that child. Yeah. You can't just go out. You can't. <laughs> you can't. 
you've got you've got to take them with you. <laughs> you don't just think about yourself anymore. <laughs> and that's still like a really odd thing to get used to at first. It's, it's I'm still Justin. <laughs> <laughs> Two years in. <laughs> we did have one that said like the responsibility of keeping them alive. <laughs> yeah. That is your job for a few years. <laughs> at least a few years. It's yeah. on you if they don't. that's deep Uh, and then one that really made me laugh was uh, just arguing with someone that is basically you (laughs) but but better yeah well they are a better version of you aren't they (laughs) my two year old is constantly beating me in arguments it's when they they like repeat things back to you that you've said to them or they've heard you say to your spouse yeah or phrases that are like just sound too old for them just like yeah. this sounds like a really old person's thing to say you've got no leg to stand on when it's your own words being used back against you <laughs> so yeah they were really fun and sticking on instagram we've got a message come in from jade from northamptonshire oh shout out northampton that's your former shire it's your former shire well, you used to live in northampton didn't you? i did so jade has said and i love this message absolutely love your podcast it is so relatable with our little boy who is nine months. Me and my husband love tuning in every week. Shout out to Jade and her husband. I don't know if this is necessarily a parenting hack or anything. Maybe more of a marriage with kids hack for communication. This comes from what you were saying last week about your little boy just needing a cuddle mm. after he was in a bit of a mood of, I don't know. It's kind of like we, me and my wife were looking for solutions, but all he wanted was, was a bit of affection. Mm. She said, me and my husband are both naturally fixers. Let's fix each other's problems, which is great, but sometimes it's not what we need. So now we've incorporated a question of, would you like solutions or support when one of them's in a bit of a stressful situation? Mm, that's such a good question to ask. Yeah, I think that's really good because sometimes you do just want to vent. Yeah. You just want to get it out. Which for someone like me, I'm useless in that scenario because it, again, just like that, I want to I want to fix it, I want to solve it. It's like every time my wife is just venting to me, I'm like throwing out solutions left, right and centre. This yeah. is a great one, this will solve your problem and she just wants to vent. Yeah. Yeah, my wife's the same and I'm very much a, uh, what's the word? Like if there's, if my wife comes to me with a situation about a person at work, say, hmm. I always try to see things from the other person's point of view. And I'm like, well, maybe they've done it because of this. Yeah. And that's not what she needs in that moment. She just needs me to listen to what she has to say. So that was a really good one. And Jade goes on to say, it instantly makes that person going through the tough time feel better. And it lets the other person know what they can do to help, even if it's just give them a hug. Hug Could be helpful. Thanks for reading the message. Look forward to hearing it on the episode. That's, that's a great message. And I think genuinely as parents... Especially if like the other half has been with the kids all day and it's even on the best days it's still like taxing. Yeah. And like it drains on you. And just having that question in your back pocket, like <laughs> could solve like a lot of tensions going on just in relationships. Yeah. That's an amazing question. Thank you, Jade. Much appreciated. We'll come back to Jade because she's got a mummy issue for us. Oh later down the line, which is one that I'm going through as well. So, wow. We'll come back to it. But last week, Jace, you mentioned the gym I did. working out and you said where do you find the time yeah to do it uh, how's it going a week on so it is in fact seven days all right craig david <laughs> on monday now i've uh, i've lost four pounds come on now this is not to do with the gym though <laughs> basically i have gone to war with my eating habits <laughs> 
genuinely. I love that. <laughs> so if I look back over my life, I can pinpoint two kind of difficult scenes of life which have led me to a place where I have a habit of if I'm feeling low or just need a little bit of pick-me-up, I turn to food. Mm. Takeaways, chocolates, biscuits, milkshakes. I'm, I'm salivating just... You just know that there are people listening to this now that have just turned to their spouse in the car and gone, should we get a takeaway later? Cheeky kebab. <laughs> but anyway, what I noticed is that like, I was using those things not to like, have just a nice time and enjoy them. I was using them as like genuine pick-me-ups and just mm. to help me get through stuff. Um, and so I've decided to wage war against it. But also, I put my little information into the NHS BMI app and it said that I was o- not not just overweight, I was obese. No. Yeah. And you like, don't look it. Oh, thank you very much. No obese. <laughs> no obese. <laughs> but there's a, a moment like seeing, so I've, I've, I've been here before, before I had kids and it hit different. Like now having a daughter, I want to make sure that I'm here as, in, as much power as I can muster to see her grow up and yeah. like be there for her. And so, like, part of that is physically looking after myself, but also setting a good example for eating. That's and, a really good and point. And just not having snacks around all the time. Yeah. Um, like, for us growing up, snacks and that were treats. At the moment, it's just what I do every day. <laughs> and someone thought it was good. Oh, Daddy must have done something good because I have another treat. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's just trying to retrain my brain to just not reach for all the snacks all the time. Yeah. Um, you always put on a good spread of snacks when we come around. It's... It's in it's ingrained into me. One of your love languages. <laughs> it is food, snacks, snacks. snacks. <laughs> I'm having to say to people when they come over, like, bring your own snacks and don't tell me. Yeah. Just eat them secretly in my house. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that front, so I uh, put that clip on TikTok. Sorry, <laughs> I put that clip on TikTok of you saying, "When you know, when do you get the time to go to the gym?" And we have had like 200 comments on yeah. this of people um giving their suggestions um maybe even giving a bit of judgment <laughs> oh there's a bit of judgment <laughs> there's a bit of judgment on some of them um one of them that made me laugh was basically just do it in the time that you've got for podcasting <laughs> and i will um i will say we do this like what twice a month yeah once every two weeks yeah so if you say to someone oh, i've got a really good workout habit twice a month it's not that great it's not gonna go it <laughs> but we've had and to be honest mate it's not looking good for you i know so some we, of the comments are brutal they've cut right through through the layers of fat right into my heart well not on that front but the, the common suggestion is i wake up at 5 a.m yeah i know and wake up and and work out before the kids are awake it's not happening it's not happening, it's not happening. i couldn't do that because my little boy at the minute wakes up at 5 a.m so what do you have to get up at half three four Half three, four, if I want to go and have a little workout and get an hour in. That's just not sustainable. It's not life, is it? No. Well, it's not sustainable for me. Obviously, <laughs> there are a lot of people that um, are doing it. Because um, there's so many comments, I'm going to group them. <laughs> so you've got people saying 5 a.m., 6 a.m. You've got other people saying at work, at uh, lunchtime. Yeah. And your working day. You've got other people that are saying in the evenings. But then a few people have come back to those and said, well, that's that's time for your wife yeah that's time for your spouse so it's kind of it feels like something's got a sacrifice whether it's sleep yeah your lunch hour or your evenings to throw something in um we've had 
one comment that just said, don't be a dosser. <laughs> and then we had a really helpful one that said, me and my husband um, on a Sunday night, we'll plan out our week and we will talk about what it is that we're going to do. Yeah. And I feel like it's it's telling that the sensible one came from a woman saying, me and my husband do this. <laughs> um, and they plan out what they're going to do and they say, right, this is my night for the gym. This is your night for the gym. And they... See, we, we've literally just got a chalkboard with the days of the week on it. Nice. To go through our weeks. And this is probably one of the things that I like to throw into the mix of... So we do a lot of church stuff in the week as well. I work with a lot of volunteers. And this so... This is what the people on TikTok don't know. And that's and that's the thing of there's, there's already two or three evenings a week that are already taken up with yeah. stuff. And so that leaves you with a few evenings with your spouse or just a bit of downtime. Yeah. And so to add exercise into the mix again, it's just one of those things. It's not been part of my life. Yeah. And so it's not been important enough to warrant the sacrifice. Mm. We now get to the stage where it is. <laughs> well, another and a very good compromise, if you can find it, people said that they've got crushes at their gyms. I've heard this firsthand from so a, I've never heard of this before. A friend who's building a gym in uh, in Sheffield. Oh, here we go. He's already pre-planned the little crash area. Yeah. That sounds really cool, but um it's not built yet. No. <laughs> That's my excuse. <laughs> you have to wait it out. <laughs> so TikTok can be brutal, but we owe TikTok a bit of a thank you. That's ah uh, and more specifically, the people that have commented on TikTok. <laughs> so Jason, cast your mind back to one of the earlier episodes where we were talking about cutting your baby's nails. Yes. And catching the fingers. Oh, still one the of guilt. the moments that scars me today. Yeah. Horrific. Well, we posted that on um, TikTok and we had quite a few people come back with the suggestion of an electric baby nail file. Yes. So yeah. the good people at Tommy Tippy sent us... Come on. Some electric baby nail files. And I've got to say, I love using it on myself. <laughs> <laughs> I just sit there, just kind of filing away with the electric nail file. It's got a torch on it as well. So, well, the, the torch is <laughs> for... you do it in the dark? Well, yeah, it's for if you do it when your kids are asleep. Uh, that's genius. Yeah. That's actually genius. But I like it in the evenings when... Do you know when you can't be bothered to get up and turn the light on? When it's gone dark and you just sat there. <laughs> so you not only use it as a nail file, use it as a little torch to navigate... Yeah. But the problem I'm having is now is my little boy, um, he loves it. And the first time we used it, he went, oh, this is nice. It's like a little spa for him. And um, <laughs> we, my, my wife put it away and I got the other, this is a few days later, and I got the normal nail clippers. Yeah. He went, I don't want that one. He said, I want the special one. And he's going like this with his finger. <laughs> so yeah, really helpful. My, so he's three, my little girl's one and she does not stay still. So he's old enough to stay still. Yeah. Regardless of what you're using to clip the nails, she does not stay still, but there's no blood involved. If you that get it wrong, good. if you go too short, you're not cutting them. So it's actually being really helpful. Yeah. See, I feel like that is especially helpful with young like kids and babies. Yeah. Because um, like the fear of cutting them still, like... Yeah. My daughter's two and I'm still like shaking, like going to cut the nails. But especially when they're younger, it's like, you feel and a fresh pair of nail clippers are really shut up. Yeah, they are. <laughs> to be really practical. Brutal. You can't take them on a plane. That's true. No, that is true. And we also had a message from Danny on Instagram. This was a while ago now. Sorry, Danny, that we're only just getting around to it. Um, mentioning the same thing. He said, I recently found your podcast and very much enjoy listening to you on the way to work in the morning. I'm a new dad to a baby girl called Ada. 
Oh, lovely. That's a lovely name. Um, and in one of the episodes, talking about nails, and he sent us a, a nail file that he thought would be a good suggestion as well. So lots of people suggesting it to us. Uh, Tommy Tippy sent us this one, and we want to say a massive thank you to Tommy Tippy. And if that is a thing that you're struggling with, cutting your baby's nails, check it out. Try it. George, this week we've got some special guests. We do have some special guests. Some special guests. Several. <laughs> and a very special guest. There are several. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very special guest in Baby Jude. Yeah. So we have Lex and Joe with their little baby. The first baby on the podcast. First baby on the podcast about babies. <laughs> <laughs> and also the first couple on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. We've uh, ticked off quite a few firsts. This was, uh, I really enjoyed this interview. Um, it was very honest, very relatable. Very funny. Oh, should we jump into it? Let's dive in. So welcome to the podcast, Joe, Lex and Baby Jude. There he is. <laughs> for the uh, for the listeners, uh, they're currently donning the baby. For the-, yeah. <laughs> the baby is very present. Very much donned. You guys are the first couple guests or guest couple. Ooh. This oh. is exciting. Not just you to make a couple on again after this. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> and Jude's the first baby. Because this is a podcast all about children. We've not yet had a uh, we've not yet had a child on. There it is. There it is. Oh, it's amazing bursts today. Oh, fantastic! Well, guys, just tell us a little bit about yourselves. So we usually ask a question of who are you and what have you got. <laughs> All right. Uh, my name's Joe. Uh, I am married to Lex, and we live down here in Bristol. And we uh, have had the honor, privilege, and craziness of being Jude's parents for 11 weeks now. 11 uh, weeks. Yeah. Um, and it's been, it's been an amazing ride. And we, we love being his parents. Wow. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really know what to add to that. Um, normally when people ask, like, well, I'm lax, normally I would go through, like, what my job is. It's now being a mum, mm. which is, like, both the most amazing and, like, the most challenging thing I've ever done in my life. Um, and, yeah, it's um, – every day is different. It's like having a, a baby I know one day and a baby I don't know the next, so <laughs> – <laughs> What wow. a roller coaster! <laughs> I mean, so you just you just mentioned. So, have you gone like the traditional route of like maternity leave? How's what's that looking like? Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, Lex, please answer for, for answer about still, your maternity leave. <laughs> Lex, is still, <laughs> uh, Lex is still on maternity leave, but I had uh, about six weeks of uh, paternity leave, which is which I was very, very thankful for. And yeah, I've, um, I've got six months of, pati- of paternity, of maternity <laughs> leave. I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I go back to work in like February time. Um, but as is always the case with like, I guess, mums and balancing careers is like, I'm kind of due a promotion. And so I'm going to go back to get that. And so, uh, you know, it's hard, hard decisions to make, but he won't know. But, um, I'm sure he won't know. <laughs> But, um, yeah, it's great. Just baby sick and nappies and feeding like titles. Oh. Have you um, have you given up on wearing white t-shirts yet? 
And do you know what? Whites isn't so bad. It's the it's like the black ones. Yeah, I don't know if you can dark, see the stick on the, me. The dark dark colours tends to show up more. It's to like, be honest, Jordan, yeah. when no one's here, I've given up on wearing almost anything because <laughs> it's just a mess. Like mm-hmm. he was bored when it was like thirty-four degrees for like a week and a half, <laughs> and it was the worst experience of my life. Yeah. We just hid in like a dark a dark cupboard. For like two weeks. Yeah, yeah. And now that it's getting colder, whenever we go out, it's it's almost like uh, like there's like glow in the dark material on like <laughs> on our dark clothes, like dark jumpers and stuff, because you can it like shines anytime like so we pass light, all the drool and all the stick. That's it's just like a snail trailer. Yeah, that's so accurate. I right, said, so Joe. Um, yeah, I was going to guess from your accent that you're from Bristol, but yeah, <laughs> born and raised in Southmead. <laughs> <laughs> so where where is your accent from? Yeah, so I'm originally from uh, Long Beach, California, Ooh. and uh, yeah, I gave it all up for um, for the 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 Banksies and the <laughs> and the and the people that sound like Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Hagrid, bless him. Oh. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Hagrid. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. And Lex, what did you what did you do prior? So you've just mentioned you're on maternity. What did you do as as a as a job? I don't actually know if I can name the company, so I'll just try and like work around the fact that as <laughs> as possible. <laughs> um, yeah, we um, well, we have debates in our house because we have like two massive tech companies that we work for, and it's like who, yeah. who rivals kind of rivals and um, mm-hmm. so i um am a senior operations manager i don't know how else to describe what i do in day-to-day but basically like logistical planning people management lots of operational like lingo stuff but um yeah far <laughs> cry away from what i'm what i'm currently doing um, there's quite a lot of transferable skills there i was gonna say well unfortunately it's much less like routine and i have a lot less control and Mm -hmm. autonomy here than i would like but (laughs) (laughs) and how how have you found that that change from getting up and going to work and and all that kind of stuff and managing your team oh gosh well before i went on maternity leave i was working like probably more hours than i've ever done in my life and um I was like also on calls. I had this pager that sometimes would go off in the middle of the night. And like, if there was like a fire alarm or something like that, um, like I'd get a call to say like, this is what's happening. Here's how we're handling it. I'm not going to lie. I missed that. Yeah. Because honestly, before I went on maternity leave, like there were a couple of of nights in the week where it went off and I was like, I have no sleep. I'm really tired. This is awful. And then, I thought that was bad and now I'm like oh my job was an absolute dust you know what like 24 <laughs> hours a day on call easy I have no problem because I'm I feel like when you become a parent there feels like there's more than 24 hours in a day yeah but and they fly by yeah. but they also go very slowly so um yeah it's been a transition mm-hmm. I'm still in it I think still getting used to what that mm-hmm. looks like and also the fact that you you don't realize that this is now the rest of my life. I know you won't be this small, but like it doesn't go. This is not going away. This is now. I'm in it, and I can't change roles. 
but so they it's... always say like with uh, getting a puppy like a puppy's not just for christmas they should use that phrase for children for children <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. good that's good oh, so you're still like 11 weeks that's still fairly early game yeah um, what were like some of your early like expectations versus reality sort of moments did you have any moments where you thought you expect it to be like this, but now, like the reality is very stark, both po- both positive and negative. Mm. I'll be honest, like having a baby <laughs> was my expectation versus reality. I kind of thought, like maternity leave is going to be great. I'm going to go for brunch. I'm going to take my baby out in a stroller. I'm going to be like yeah. having a great time hanging out with people no that is not what it's like and nobody tells you but you do all this work in late for like labor and birth and there's all these classes for it and then there's like nothing on a baby and taking care of a baby and you take this baby home and then it cries in your house and you're like there's there's a baby here someone needs someone needs to deal with that someone needs to take care of this baby um (laughs) but yeah uh, i think for me like how much people comment on it. I don't know whether mm-hmm. anyone else had that, but everybody's got so many opinions on what what you should do with your baby. Like I yeah. walked out in the street before and he started crying and someone's like, you should feed him, he's hungry. And I'm like, please, by all means, feed my baby for me. <laughs> yeah. Very helpful. Um, but yeah, and like sleep is probably the biggest one. Mm-hmm. Like you just don't realise yeah. how little sleep you're going to get. Yeah, I think. I think I think mine it definitely has to do with sleep. Um, not for like the amount of sleep, but how, especially in this stage, how infrequent sleep actually is. Because like I, I've heard from from parents, you know, young and old, oh, sleep is sleep is good. You're not going to get much sleep. Okay. Any care to expand on that? And like, no one ever expanded <laughs> on how how sporadic it would actually be like one night he'll sleep like four hours and then he'll wake up and he'll feed we'll change him and then he'll go back to sleep for like another four hours and we're like this is an angel this is an absolute like angel experience and then the next night he'll wake up every two hours and it's the it's the worst and uh one of my one of my colleagues told me that um and it's probably the the most accurate thing, it's like a hangover that you can't shake. Like that never goes away. It's just a, it's just a perpetual feeling of like fatigue. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, was about to say, I was about to say, sometimes it will go away, but I, I can't testify to that just yet. <laughs> so you're still in it. I read something on Instagram like the other day that said like it doesn't go in until the kid's like eighteen years old. <laughs> and out. They're out of there. Oh, that's uh encouragingly depressing. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. <laughs> no, actually, we're, we're getting good sleep right now, actually. So I'm, I'm doing quite well. Um, <laughs> yeah, we are too. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, man. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You touched on it a, a bit there, but like the one thing that you wish somebody would have told you before, like mm. you have, like that would have been so helpful. Like if we'd known like a tip or just a, a bit of information, because you're still like in the in the stage where you remember those things. I wish someone would have said uh, before he's born, before they're born, sleep as much as you can. <laughs> Don't, don't care what you gotta do just sleep go to sleep at 8 p.m as often as you can and sleep for as long as you can because once they're here you ain't getting them back <laughs> what's so funny is that we did actually try to do that the night the oh. night <laughs> we were born we went to bed at like 8 30 we were like oh do you know what we should just get we should try and get some yeah, sleep in. um and then my waters went at like three in the morning <laughs> <laughs> So and even, that was it then. I didn't sleep it. for like 48 hours yeah. afterwards and it's been downhill since. Yeah. We're not really selling it to anyone who's... I know, I know. <laughs> this is like... <laughs> it's going to become the Don't Become Parenting <laughs> Tools podcast. <laughs> I always say on a lot of the, the things that we put out, especially on TikTok and Instagram, like people who don't have kids would just think, oh, these these guys really don't like their kids. <laughs> Anyone with children knows exactly what we're saying. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. any anybody that's been there knows actually these these guys are talking some sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, I think I think um, one of the things for me that Joe worked out from TikTok actually, which I don't know what our parents did, but thank goodness our generation mm-hmm. has social media. Um, both good and bad reasons but um he found this like little hold to do with jude so that he doesn't like cry basically um i don't want him to be sick everywhere but um but you like hold him oh look at him like this oh Oh, my word and he can't cry in that position so if we go through for the the listeners for the listeners (laughs) we're 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 shoving him in the camera right now But basically, if you've gone through, like, you've been... Fe- oh, good bit. Well done. If you've gone through... We might have some sick in a minute, sorry. Um, but if you've gone through, like, that, we've, we've changed you, we've fed you, yeah. you're tired, we've, we've gotten you to sleep, then, like, we just put him in that hold until we work out what we do, <laughs> what we do with him. And it, it works. It works, like, 95% of the time. And if it doesn't work, you know that you need to try one of the other things that you tried already again. <laughs> just a circle. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What's wrong with them? He is absolutely adorable. And just again, for the listeners, it's not like a wrestling hold. For those that might be concerned. <laughs> not like a, come here. That's a rocking motion. You've, <laughs> cut, 
It feels like it could be a wrestling hold. So you cut the the like face. I didn't know what part of his body this was. So like his chin, and then you just chin. you just rock him like that. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it works um, where you actually can put him on one arm like this. Yeah. The Superman. And then you go like forwards and backwards like this. And he's... He will be sick on the camera. <laughs> oh, he is wonderful. Oh, me and Jason are now just looking at the baby. Babies are like fire, aren't they? You just like can't stop watching it, even though they're not really doing much. No. That's a great analogy. That's a great analogy. Thanks. So you. you mentioned I saw on Facebook as well when like you announced it, you said that the birth wasn't what you expected or anything went to plan. Talk us through that. What happened? Um well I am somebody I work in logistics, right? So I love a good plan. Um and my uh, midwife like laughed me out of my appointment when I came in with my list of like, here's all the things that I am expecting. And it wasn't a plan, it was more like I'd written like a cesarean, like unplanned cesarean, and I wrote under no circumstances, <laughs> like avoid at all costs. And then she was like, What if you know, the like unthinkable, like, you know, might happen and we need to get him out via cesarean. And I was like, well, obviously then I would have it. And she was like, so I'm going to cross out, like, avoid at all costs. We're going to just write, like, unless necessary. <laughs> Last resort. <laughs> need to plan for it. Um, but yeah, so basically he just, he like was at an angle. His head was like here. And he just didn't, he was just comfortable in that. I didn't want it, was, wasn't coming out. I was in labor for like 17 hours and um, on the like on the drip as well, which I don't know if any of your um, wives had that, but um, it's like three times worse than natural labor. And they only told me that after, <laughs> afterwards. Um, but yeah, he, it, he just wasn't coming out. And so after 17 hours, they called it and they were like, we're going to need to take him out through the sunroof. <laughs> <laughs> which is what they that's what they call it i didn't know but they were I've, like yeah i've never heard that before yeah. 17 hours honestly my every time i hear like a woman talk about birth my respect for men drops considerably <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh if we had to do anything for 17 hours apart from sleep it would be like yeah four. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it was um it was rough going and at one point joe i like I couldn't eat any of the snacks that we bought with us because I like in case I went into surgery. So like at one point I looked over like in the middle of contractions, Joe was just sat on a chair in the corner just eating snacks. Like I'm actually going to kill you. <laughs> the midwife was like, maybe you just need to go outside for a minute and just <laughs> come back when you're ready to be a partner with your, with your labouring wife. Oh, yeah, I tell you, planned well there. I took a pack. I took a pack lunch with me. <laughs> <laughs> everyone told me one of my mates was like take food with you because they won't feed you they won't offer you anything so i took sandwiches and a lucas aid and some, some crisps nice <laughs> and then we walked in and they were like do you want anything dad do you want anything and i was like oh that's the opposite of uh so i was like oh no thank you i've got my own sandwiches Come on, <laughs> what was the sandwich that you packed ham sandwich um Nice. When I was pregnant, that was all I wanted. Like, never in my life have I wanted like a cheap ham sandwich and like a packet of salt and vinegar crisps. It was pretty much all I ate like for the whole of my pregnancy. So did you have? Did you have like cravings and stuff? Um, 
Yeah, pickled onion monster munch. <laughs> the roof of your mouth must have been like sore. Yeah, loved it. I'm like cheese string. I don't know if anyone's described like cravings. It was like they sang to me from the side of the aisle. You know, they put them on the end of the aisle in supermarkets when you walk down all the stuff that like catches the kids' eyes and then they go like, can I have this? And put it in the trolley. Um, oh, that's what I imagine at least. That's it, it just got me. Like I saw these cheese strings singing to me. I don't think I've had a cheese string since I was about nine years old. Um, and they were as bad as I remember. Like did not live up to the craving whatsoever. <laughs> but yeah, so. See, that, that's how cravings work for me in general. And I'm glad. <laughs> you don't need to be pregnant. No, just wherever I'm going, just chocolate, any sort of sugary snack just sings to me. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And when I when I was in the first part of the trimester, I felt like I didn't really vomit. I just felt sick the whole time, um, which I, I feel like sometimes is worse. Um, and all I ate, honestly, all I ate for about for about four weeks was just mini eggs. <laughs> Someone said, like, you might get diabetes, the amount of mini eggs. <laughs> I can- I can, I can testify many, many packets of mini eggs. I were bought purchased. like, you know, this family type, oh size tubs of mini eggs. Like, what a week. <laughs> I want to ask you something, guys. So, we put something out on Instagram a few days ago saying, finish this sentence. Nothing can prepare you for when having a child. Nothing can prepare you for. Now, you are pretty fresh to the game. Yeah, super fresh. Finish the sentence. When having a child, nothing can prepare you for. I think like the late night arguments. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, yeah. Middle of the night. That's good. I say a lot of things that I don't remember in the morning. <laughs> and yeah. that I probably don't want to remember in the morning as well. Yeah. Yeah. I, it, yeah. Definitely, definitely the shorter fuses you get when you're past tired. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Like I didn't, I, I didn't ever expect my fuses to ever be that short. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to swaddle him. I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. Yeah, it's terrible. <laughs> I think, and also I would say, like you said at the beginning, meconium poos, no one, t- no, oh, you don't know how sticky yeah. that stuff is. It gets, it doesn't matter how many wipes you use, you just can't clean it up well at all. It's like mama. It's like rubbing mama. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it is. A, oh, it smells weird. <laughs> weird marmite. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is grim. Yeah, they're a bit grim, aren't they? First first few weeks. And yeah, the cord. The belly button's still attached as the well. The cord, like, yeah. For a while. We didn't know where it, where it was. It stinks as well. Yeah. Oh, does it really? Yeah. Oh, it smells. It smells yeah. like I don't know if you've ever done this, but maybe this is it after podcast activity. If you've ever like stuck your finger in your belly button, like scooped any of the like, <laughs> like, like <laughs> give it a sniff, and it smells like <clears throat> feet that have been in socks for like a number of days. That's oh. what it's not like. It was very pungent. Mm-hmm. Oh God, that's vivid. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just uh, anyone who's listening, just so try, that they it, try it now. The, uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's that's brutal. Well, it is. It is just rotting flesh, isn't it? Like yeah. it's dead skin, fermenting. <laughs> <laughs> pickled, 
pickled dead skin. <laughs> Please. Not, not that I'm trying to change the uh, topic of discussion, um, but I am. When you when you're having a baby, everyone kind of gives you like their top things to buy. And so, for example, when we found out we were having a baby, I literally rang Jordan and I was like, "What do I need? What was the most useful? I mean, least useful thing that you bought is complete useless." That's that's going to be tough because. Uh, Lex did a lot of research. I didn't let him buy anything. She basically. didn't let me buy anything. <laughs> so I didn't get to pull a trigger. So, in fact, <laughs> the, the least useful stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, le- the least useful stuff isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, i tell you what was the least useful advice I had was my mum told me that I was going to have a big baby because I was nine pounds mm. when I was born and he was... <laughs> £6.50, I know I was enormous, and he was £6.15. So um, nothing fit him. When he was born, we had this crisis of like, his head was like, the vest was like here, the shoulders, and like his little head was like slipping through it. So I think like just having something in every size just at first to make sure that something something fits them like the the midwife at the hospital was like you cannot take him home in that outfit like you cannot take him home. <laughs> yeah 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 I, I never understood this why are people guessing the weight of the baby i don't understand what what is it about that it's like is that like the only thing you can gamble on it's like what are the, <laughs> the worst part about it is that i don't it doesn't really matter what their weight is they're, they're coming out anyway so like <laughs> makes no difference for you you can't change it at that point so i love yeah. i love the logic too of you were big so your child will be big <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's ready. the only that's yeah. the only outcome possible <laughs> i think she was a bit angry because my mum's like five foot and <laughs> she had three nine pound babies so oh god bless her <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, that's rough. Uh, the the a really useless thing that I think people think they need to invest in, in my opinion at least, is a white noise machine. Uh, oh, Jason. Oh, it, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's you shouldn't buy one because if you have an iPhone, it's already installed on your phone, so you don't need to go out and buy an expensive white noise machine. But like, then you, you have, then you have to leave your phone with the baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have a a work phone, so that's what we do. We have an extra phone. But yes, you are right. So That's the thing for us normal people with only one phone. (laughs) (laughs) That went from being a a top tool to an average tool back to a a top tool. (laughs) (laughs) Top tool. (laughs) we, we, We swear by the white noise. And like we now even like, so Alexa is our white noise. Um, nice. Like a little machine if we're on the go. Other home assistants are available. Um, <laughs> but like genuinely, it has been a lifesaver. Like until we had that, we, we couldn't figure out sleep properly. And then as soon as yeah. the white noise came in. And to be fair, I even use white noise now if I can't if I can't nod off. Put the white noise on, off I go. Yeah, and also one thing that nobody I don't think you realise is that it's supposed to be as loud as a shower. Like, it's supposed to be very loud because they can hear all your internal, like, digestive 
things going on. So it's supposed to be as loud as like those noises would be if you're you're inside. Um, and so Joe and I at night find we're like shouting at each other because we can't, can't hear each other over the white noise. <laughs> Which I think what triggers, did you say? Yeah, that might trigger the short fuses <laughs> just a little bit further. Also, like probably doesn't help if it wakes him up as well. It's mm-hmm. like, then louder than the white, the white noises mm-hmm. in the first place. You've just touched on something there, Lex, about the environment of them being in the womb and being very much still inside you and how that, that must be a big shock to the system. So I never realized that when you hold a baby and you you tap the nappy, that's because they are so close to your heartbeat. The nappy is kind of, the nappy tap is, you know, recreating the heartbeat. When you think about that, that's mental. I never knew that. I just found out about that trick a few days ago. I, I knew about the nappies up. I didn't realize it was because of the heartbeat. That's that's yeah, amazing. yeah. And I didn't realize white noise was because of the the monster munch churning up. <laughs> Pickled onion. <laughs> that's why the white noise has to be so loud because you ate so many monster munch. <laughs> I tell you what, one thing that I, did, I one thing that I think was has been quite shocking to us, like you don't realise how much you worry about them when it's your first child. I know, Jordan, you've got more than one, like, more than one of them. One child. <laughs> Several. <laughs> Multiple children. <laughs> um, but, like, the shock of, like, how much you, you're like, is he, uh, the first couple of nights, we literally, mm-hmm. they, they, ha- they take, like, pauses between their breaths sometimes. It's not, like, regulated like ours. And I remember being like, Joe, he's not breathing. And yeah, then we'd yeah. hear, like, a... <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, oh, my gosh, he's alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, like, phantom baby as well. Did you ever have phantom baby in the night? What? What's, what's this? Okay. Gosh. So you're sleeping, <laughs> and all of a sudden, your brain, whatever you're dreaming about or not dreaming about, you, your brain suddenly tells you, you're holding a child. You you need to take care of this child, or else any movements, any sudden movements, will disrupt the child and wake it up, or or the child will slip out of your hands. So take care of this child immediately. And so then I have this like, oh, <laughs> and I wake up and there's actually not a child it's like when in you my hands. Don't did you ever have that where like you you wake up and you don't remember how the baby's gotten into its bed <laughs> yeah for me it was i i would um i'd roll over and just my brain would go you're lying on them yeah and oh. i would i just always thought i'd i'd rolled over on top of the baby and the baby wasn't even there no terrifying <laughs> i i've woken up a couple of nights going like Oh, like he's suffocating. He said, and thought he was like under. He's under the quilt, and then I'm like looking next to me, and he's sound asleep. I'm like, who put you? Who put you there? How did you get there? I've, I've heard that one a few times as well. But like, yeah, the, the worry is like real, isn't it? It's like yeah. it's there, and like from obviously my experience is it gets less and less as time goes by, but I still get moments where it's like just the panic just immediately hits you, like oh no, what's gone wrong? Um, but it's usually never that bad. No. <laughs> oh, he, he is wonderful. Look at him. He's doing great. Well, I know we're biased as parents because we all think our child is beautiful, but like he does genuinely get comments everywhere we go about how like cute he is. I feel like proud parent moments. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's sure. one of the things that I don't think you get prepared for as well. Like, mm-hmm. you always think before you have kids that you're going to be able to be unbiased. No. 
I, I don't care. Like, <laughs> like, I've got photos of my phone and my child where she she's not looking cute, but I'm still like, oh, yeah, literally, yeah. you literally called her a gremlin on one episode. Uh, do you know what I remember? I remember watching that episode and thinking I thought the exact same thing. In fact, I actually said it in the NCT class. And like the woman looked at me like I was like a terrible person for she like they're first born, they look so disgusting. You're like, <laughs> like what and also if they're born naturally, their heads are a really weird shit, like they come out really squashed. But he came out through the sun. So because he didn't come out that way, he was he just looked cute from the start. I'm like, thank goodness she like everything looks kind of normal, but Yeah, my little boy had um quite a severe case of cone head. Yeah. And my wife was just like Put a hat on him. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we put a hat on him <laughs> and he got cute. <laughs> I mean, they always grow into it. But yeah, like when they when they held him up to me, like he made this noise at, like when he cried, but it was this noise that I'd never heard before and it mm-hmm. freaked me. And they like waved him in front of me and I was just like, what the hell is that thing? Like, get that <laughs> yeah. out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> They had to like wipe him up a bit, put him on me, and then it was all right because I could actually, you know, see. And there's, there's so many emotions at that time, isn't there? There's like relief, there's obviously love and joy. Like, how was that once they tidied him up and made him look less gremlin y? How <laughs> was those kind of first few moments for you having an emergency C section? Um, I'm, it's really weird because I. I, I mean, it was amazing, like having him there and you just don't think it's real. I think regardless of how they actually arrive into the world, you're like, this isn't real. Like, I know yeah. you expect a baby at the end of it, but then you have one and you're like, oh my gosh, like you were inside. I think that was one of the first things I thought, like you were inside me with all your skin and your little nails and your hair, like, and now you're hit, like that was in me. That it was, I couldn't get that out of my head. Like when you were kicking, it was actually like a leg. It wasn't like a little alien thing in there. You know, you had those little eggs that were like aliens when you were a kid. It's just what I imagined he looked like. And then he looked like a person. And I was like, oh, wow. Is this a British thing? Like, oh, sorry. Did you not have those? No. Aliens? What? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I do, but please explain it for uh, international listeners. They're like, it's like a, it's like a little egg. Uh-huh. Um, that you but like kind of a really small shape of an Easter egg if you were to okay. have one and you went and bought it in like the local corner shop and it okay. had like a half half the back was opaque in a colour and then the front was like plastic see like see through and then there'd be a little sticky alien inside mm-hmm. that was the colour of the back of the plastic okay. so like it'd be like a red alien or a gold I had a gold alien. And it was just like a sticky Okay. Like alien. A and then yeah, that was yeah, I'm gonna be honest, this uh this explanation I'm I'm lost. <laughs> I remember having one thinking, these are really cool, but now you've explained it, it's I'm fe- I'm feeling maybe that we were deprived. <laughs> they didn't do anything. You just they spent and they just looked at them and they were sticky. And that was about People always it. said they gave birth as well, didn't they? But yeah, if you they put never them gave back, birth. That- Rumor that I heard is if you put one back to back with the other, they gave they they made a baby. No, they never did. That no. <laughs> At least to my knowledge, that's how humans make babies, isn't it? Back to back. Just touch backs, and that's that's, that's it. how it works. <laughs> and Joe, what about you? So when he's born, and obviously you're there for seventeen hours, kind of just 
playing the supporting role and being moral support. What about for you, those first few moments? Uh, I think seeing Jude for the first time and, you know, the three of us like being together for the first time, just really feeling relieved that everyone was safe Mm. uh, because it, because it was unplanned. Like it was, it was not something that, that any of us were sort of expecting. And so, uh, oh, bless you. (laughs) Bless you. Uh, And with, with uh, a lack of preparation for it, there's like a lot of variables. And so to know that, okay, we're back to a constant of like, um, like safety, like there's no more, you know, variables. I mean, he's like the largest variable now, but um, <laughs> like there's, there's no more unexpected things to happen in this process of, of giving birth. Right. And so just to know that you were safe, that he was safe, that like it was three of us together now, like that was, that was huge. That was huge. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I just want to say uh, thank you for landing me in this because I've just sent a screenshot of this to my wife and she has said, we need one. (laughs) (laughs) They're the best at that age when they fall asleep on you on your chest. Curled up in a ball. Happened earlier. Yeah. It's just, and like you're their whole world. Like I love it so much that I'm like, and also secretly, I love it that sometimes Joe can't sort him out. And I'm like, you love me so much. I can help with this. And Joe's like, <laughs> here you go. I'm like, come to mum. Yeah, it is, it is one of the things that like, as, a, as, as the dad, I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I, can't, I, I will never have the ultimate answer, which is food. I just want, I don't have the right hardware, you know? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, amazing. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, guys, thank you so much for coming on the pod. And thank you, Jude, first baby guest. <laughs> He's so cute. Guys, we always ask our our guests for one bit of advice or one tip or one lesson you've learned for either new parents or prospective parents. What is What is your one nugget of wisdom? The one that I have um, is people always ask you like oh is he a good baby or does he sleep well or is he good and like the, using the word good just didn't help me at all especially in the first couple of weeks so like that almost in your head then you think that if they don't do something it's bad um and so i um i just found it really helpful to be like he sleeps how he sleeps he's a baby i did this to myself there's no one else to blame <laughs> like <laughs> rather than rather than being like oh yeah tonight he was a he slept really well. Like it is just what it is. And I think letting go of that really helped me to not then feel like um, I was doing something wrong. If he didn't mm. do something that night or if like one night sleeps five hours, one night sleeps four or two or one. Um, and like he cries all day. Fine. Like it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the language change for me and just like eliminating good was quite helpful. I think. Mm-hmm. I think mine is mine is two parts. Uh, the first part is don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, and the second part to that is as much as you can prepare yourself in, in such a way that you surround yourself with people that you can ask for help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, because if you don't have that, 
before you have kids, it's going to be super important to have that when you, when you do have kids. So we feel really blessed to have people that we can call on to, you know, watch him or just, you know, come over and hold him so that we can get a few things done. And like that asking for help, I think is, has been, um, really key. I tell you what, it gives you respect for single parents. Like oh, yeah. so, so much respect. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've said that, haven't we before? Yeah. That's amazing. All right, guys, thank you so much. So that was Joe, Lex and baby Jude. Oh my word, he was so cute. Mate, so cute. <laughs> Top five cutest babies. I did find myself just staring at him like yeah. and <laughs> chewing out a little bit. I just love how real they were about like your clothes being dirty, going out of the house with the snail trail that they called and, it. And the arguments at night time. Yeah. Yeah, brutally honest, but really helpful. Really helpful. Really enjoyed that. So thank you to Joe and Lex. Uh, if you want to get in touch, you can contact us at Parenting Tools Pod on Instagram and TikTok. Or you can email us or Gmail us at parentingtoolspod at gmail.com. Perfect. Thank you very much for listening. Amazing. See you next week. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.